0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a AM member FDIC. Oilers Now
1: with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers now with bob Stoffer brought to you by digitex office supplies at huge savings yeah digitex does that d-i-g-i-t-e-x.ca on oilers radio six thirty.
0: 30 and welcome back everybody bob Stoffer. brendan escott joining you on oilers now and we are pleased to be joined uh, once again. I think he's committing for another season, which illustrates yet again that there's lots of guys out there willing to be gluttons for punishment and uh, be weekly guests on the show. For our friends at the River Cree Resort Casino, he is our Oilers now headliner brought to you by Touchback Safety, a family business taking care of your family during these challenging and uncertain times. Training sessions still readily available at Touchback Safety. We welcome back to the show Elliot Friedman. Hi, Elliot. How you doing? Bob, I missed you the last two weeks. How could I go without a whole season? Hey, is that what NHL owners are saying, too, right now? Uh, Man, we didn't have. Not a lot got out yesterday. Some stuff has started to leak out a bit today. I know you put a little out last night as well. What can you tell us about what occurred yesterday?
1: I, honestly I don't think there was a lot Bob I I don't think there was anything incredibly earth-shattering I had a couple guys tell me they were disappointed there wasn't more um, but you know I, I don't think that there was anything that you know this week when the reports came that maybe there was progress being made that got taken into believing that there would could be something that came out of yesterday's BOG call I was warned not to go hard on that, that it was more, more likely than not that nothing would come out of it, and that's, I think, kind of where we are. And I do think the league and the players are talking a lot, a lot more than they let on. Um, I do think that they are going to try to grind away before U.S. Thanksgiving, which is two weeks yesterday, to try to see what they can get done. But, you know, there, you know, COVID is exploding. The numbers are exploding everywhere in North America. And I think there's a real worry about what that could mean. Um, I do think the league and the players would like to start sooner rather than later. I think there's some teams that have big questions about this. But I think the league itself and the players itself would like to go I just think it's going to come down to what is realistically possible.
0: Who do you think has a greater appetite to get back and play? The players or the owners? The players. Give it. Uh, Give it. Especially given that the owners aren't going to have fans to start.
1: Yeah. You know, the players want to play. It's November, Bob, it's November 13th. Their body clocks are like we're a month into the season. Right. So they want to get paid too. I think it's silly not to look at the economics of all this, but. You know, they're players, they play, that's what they do, and this is the time of year they play. And I I think they want to play, they want to get paid. Um, You know, look, I I think when it came to the return to play for last year's playoffs, I thought the PA had the tougher job, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of different players who felt a lot of different things. The teams knew this really wasn't going to be incumbent on them. There were a lot of play. They were the ones who had to play during a time of COVID when we still were really learning about what it was about. Um, you know, I think it was a bigger challenge for the Players Association to get that all in line. Here I think it's a, di- it's a more difficult challenge for the league. Um, you know, is- we're not going to start with fans. There's no guarantee about when or if we're going to be able to have fans. The economics are – the players have their deal, and we'll see where we go with that. But, you know, I think teams are really worried about um, playing games with no fans in the building. And now the economics are really a bigger concern to them. So I think it's a bigger challenge now uh, for the owners than it was a few months ago.
0: And, again, the players are what, paid 92% of their money? Like they're basically, no, 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 I'm saying 92% of their money when the lock, when we got frozen before, shut down before. So for the playoffs, they were, you know, there wasn't a ton of money for them to to come back in and play for. It was more about the overall health of the league at that stage. Well, now, you know, now we are going into a contract season. So now it is their money that's up for grabs there. And conversely, the owners are sitting there saying, um, and i guess the question i have for you do you think there's any do you think there's any way the owners sit there and say we're just not playing this season look i've already lost 30 million i don't want to lose 50 or 60 or do you think Bettman will just sit there and explain it we can't be off for an entire count they have done that once before Elliot yes. uh well that, bob it's not quite that simple
1: with the salaries and everything because yes it's still fifty-fifty, right? Yes. So you know, like you pay now or you pay later. It, it's it's that simple. Um, but um, you know, like put it this way: I I think the players want to play. I think the league wants to play. Like the like, like people I talked to since the call yesterday that say you can tell that the commissioner wants to play. It's it's obvious. You for one thing, you can't sit out. Number two, as you said, number two, the NBA players have a stake in the ground. Where's the NHL stake in the ground? Now, who knows if the NBA is even going to be able to do this, but at least they have their dates. What are our dates? So, yes, I think there's that. I do think, Bob, you're totally right that there are teams that look at this and say it doesn't work for us. And I do believe the Commissioner has talked to a lot of those owners and is hammering out what their concerns are and what his vision is. Number one, this is the last year of the U.S. TV deal. I think Bettman wants to get that done and get into the next deal, which hopefully can help some of the financial concerns. So that's very big. Number two, and one of the reasons you're starting to hear a lot more about games being played in the local rings as opposed to in hubs, is that, you know, there's local sponsorship deals. You know, for example, naming rights deals. Like some of these companies that have names on the buildings are saying, now, hold on a second, we're not getting our money's worth out of this because we're getting no exposure. So you want to deal with that. I, you know, yes, yeah, like, you know, I tweeted out a story today, the owner of the Golden State Warriors, California is one of the states that everybody was really worried about. You might not be able to play there. Well, now it looks like you're going to be able to play there, but the Lakers sent a note to their fans out, you're not coming to games for the foreseeable future. The owner of the Golden State Warriors is a very bright guy. He's got a background in this kind of thing, and he's talking about a rapid-fire test that he wants to pitch that he thinks will be able to let him uh, a goal of 50% capacity. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, Bob. I hope it works, but I- I'm not an expert on the sciences. But the one thing he said was, if we don't have fans for two years, there's going to be no NBA. And if the NBA is thinking that, everybody's thinking that. So that's that's part of the battle here that we're dealing with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really interesting. I mean, the one thing I'd say about Batman, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or if you disagree here. He tends to get his way, doesn't he? Yes, he does. But, you know, I I will say this.
1: I think this is the biggest challenge he's ever faced. And and I think every leader is like this. Like, um, you know, I I read a book uh, about uh, the biography written by uh, the autobiography written by Bob Iger, who is the chair of Disney. And, you know, it's a really interesting book. He was supposed to retire and he didn't he said this is not the right time to retire and because he said it's it's the most challenging leadership time in in disney's history while he's been there you gotta ride through it i I think this is bettman's biggest challenge i I think you're right he generally gets his way but and and he and he always works to make sure that he knows where everybody stands and what the votes are going to be i just think like this is something that even a guy as powerful as he is, you've got no control over it. So it's it's the biggest challenge because it's threatening the businesses of his owners in terms of hockey and some of them outside of hockey.
0: Yeah, well, and there's a whole bunch of different optics going on in each respective state. Or province and uh, throughout like, the northern... Look, look, Bob,
1: like like your team there is one of the wealthiest teams in the NHL. If we don't play with fans, even the Oilers are going to get hammered.
0: Yep. Absolutely. There, there's no question. So, uh, and of course, you can maybe talk to some people at Rogers and make sure the Oilers get a better regional TV deal, Elliot. <laughs> yeah,
1: hopefully we'll get some news about that soon.
0: Uh, all right. Well, uh, so... Let me ask you this. Uh, A lot of people thought between January 21st to February 1st would be the start date. Is it your your belief the players would be willing to have training camp in and around December 15th so we could drop the puck on January 1st? Do you believe that's feasible?
1: Yes. Well, put it this way. I think it's the wish. Like, if you ask the commissioner what his wish is, I believe that's it. Is it possible it's, I mean, we'll know, I think, by U.S. Thanksgiving. Put it this way, uh, like, you know, one of the things I've been kind of wondering about is, you know, Christmas. Right now, in the current CBA, the players have time off around Christmas. And I've tried to speak to his players and agents and say, what are you guys thinking? And I've had some, uh, some guys, especially guys who have to cross the border, whether they're Americans who who have to play in Canada or there are Canadians who play in the States or even a couple of Europeans and their are agents, um, you know, like, you're not going to see your family for a long time. And I had a couple guys who said, like, you know, Christmas would be important to me, especially if you have kids. But I have had some guys, Bob, tell me that if you're ever going to give it up, it's going to be this year. Yep. You've been with your family for a long time. You know that this is a unique situation. Like, I don't think there's a lot of appetite for let's bring everybody in Christmas in December 15th and then send everybody home for two or three days around Christmas. Like, I, I, I can't see that. Um, but I so I think for this year, there's an under, there might be an understanding that if that's what you want to do, you've got to do it that way. But I think there's also a chance if they can't get this done, you look at bringing everybody in after Christmas and then maybe starting on January 15th. Like, like I said, I, I think I think the league really would like to start January 1st. I just don't know if it's humanly possible.
0: Is it a foregone conclusion that if we play, we will have a Canadian division?
1: I wouldn't say a foregone conclusion, but I, I, I think it's looking... More and more likely, Um, uh, you know that's that's the way I would put it. I I think it's looking more and more likely that there will be a Canadian division. I think it's something that the league wasn't crazy about initially and easy about, but you know it's you know sometimes you got to do you got to adapt and do things you're not happy with.
0: Yeah, uh, you know what, Elliot? It'd be awesome for you guys, for NHL it hockey and be, Rogers. Like you, know, like, you, you know, you know the numbers. Yeah, good. yeah, you know the numbers when it's two Canadian teams. And I think you know what, Bob? I think also, I, I think you guys would go to
1: Calgary and you'd play two day, two days, two games in two days. You'd go to Vancouver. You'd play two games in two days. You'd go to, and then you'd go east. You'd do the same thing in Winnipeg, uh, Toronto, Ottawa, and Montreal, and then you. Come back and they do it. I think that's what we're kind of talking about here.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's so it's looking. You're thinking it's kind of a baseball model, and that's how they're going to have.
1: That's that's definitely what they're talking about. I mean, everything is going to be in the air. I think one of the biggest questions is going to be like, how often do players want to play? Like, are we talking four games a week? You know, like, is that your average?
0: Well, Elliot. Um, if we just hypothetically, sorry for interrupting. If we start no, January, if we start January uh, the, the 1st, and let's say the regular season goes to May the 15th, so that's 19 weeks. Yeah. That gives you a chance to get upwards of high 60s in terms of games played.
1: I think if there's he, a couple of things here. Number one, I do think, as you as you kind of hinted there, July 15th right now is the last date of the season. Right. So that's right now. Uh, But number two, I think there's the possibility that they will have two weeks at the end of the season open so that if you do have to cancel or postpone games and you need to make them up, you can do it there. And if you don't need to, you can just start the playoffs earlier. I I think you might see like a built-in buffer zone between like I heard between 56 and 72 games. I saw some reports last night of between 48 and 60. I think they would like to get 56
0: yeah well uh, now they use the opportunity and so they should you have to be relentless in terms of trying to improve your product in these challenging times they did some unique things uh, in the hubs I know that uh, you briefly mentioned online yesterday the potential or the possibility could we maybe be playing some outdoor game? And we had some people kicking around Lake Louise at one point, uh, maybe two or three weeks ago. I don't know if that's feasible, but uh, educate us on that as well.
1: Lake Louise is out, and the reason—and they did look into it. The people who talked about that—that that was true. Like they did look at Lake Louise. Lake Louise is out because it's a federally—it's a federal government park, and there's a limit on the advertising you can do there. That's why Lake Louise is out. But it was discussed. Um, I have heard that they are talking about some outdoor spectacles. I don't know if fans would be involved here. Some of it may be in uh, baseball or football stadiums. But also I, I hear they're talking about like like scenic things like Lake Louise. Like Those things are definitely uh, being uh, discussed is uh, can we go to those kinds of scenic things and play there and they would like to try it and i think it's a great idea if you can do it why not do something unique and different
0: yeah. i'm surprised they're like what can you change the rules seriously i mean covid's changed everything else can you change the rules I don't know. Bob, don't get me started on... on- I, I, I know, because I'm with you. I'm
1: just, I'm just saying... I hate them know. all. I just hate them all. <laughs> I really
0: do. <laughs> you should see what's going on here right now. Anyhow, uh, it's it's unbelievable. Well, wait a sec. You're out east, too. So, uh, central, central Canada. So, I, I don't know, but I'm going to spin it to a hockey question then for you. If we had an all-Canadian division kind of put you on the spot a bit here i mean a lot My of the favorite. team a lot of teams have great young players the Oilers yeah. had the high the orders had the highest points percentage of yeah. the of the respected seven teams some people would suggest the orders are no better than sixth or seventh amongst the goaltending but they still have yeah. those two two big horses at the top how would you who would you see would be the four playoff teams
1: oh okay uh well i'd take uh I take Montreal. Yep. I take Toronto. Yep. I take Edmonton.
0: Very safe answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's good, eh?
0: Yeah. Calgary or Vancouver? Who gets in or Winnipeg?
1: Well, what about Winnipeg? Like, that's a boy. That's a tough one. My last yeah. one would be one of those three. I'd have to think about it more.
0: Uh, when we have in a, you mentioned the two week, uh, and it totally makes sense. And, and people sit there and go, "Well, why is football worse than hockey and basketball? Hockey and basketball were in bubbles. Football is not in a bubble." And like oh, with college with baseball, and college football has like 120 guys or 130. Yeah, it's, it's really
1: bad. eh? I, well, college football's got to be because of dorms and things like that. It's. Like, it's I, I, it's the only. It's the only thing I can really think of. It's the school. It's it's the schools on campus. You know, the, 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 there's college hockey tonight. Like I, I hope it lasts. I, I really. Who's do. playing tonight? I think Notre Dame is playing tonight.
0: Okay, because Guy Godelski's at Penn State, and I I don't know if they're. I, maybe they start next weekend. Actually, you know what? I so I saw t-
1: someone sent me a note that it starts tonight. I think Notre Dame is playing tonight.
0: Yeah. Well, I know the AJHL gets going this weekend. Obviously, there is just just one more thing here, Elliot. I mean, this is, if the NHL gets started early, this completely changes the complexion for the World Juniors and the makeup of those teams. Because suddenly the Chicago...
1: That definitely
0: is another issue, too. You know, I will tell you this. I
1: I am rooting for the World Juniors this year because there are a lot of people who depend on... A lot of grassroots hockey depends on the money from that tournament. So I am rooting for that tournament to work. And I think it was really smart that some of these leagues, and I don't think it's a coincidence either, they decided not to play until after that was over. Like, I I don't think it's a coincidence. Um, You know why? It's a really good. I, I was asked about that the other day and what would happen. And uh, I don't think anybody knows the answer
0: yeah. on oh, Good yeah. question. Though. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna put you on the spot here and it's it, we might be two weeks out before we have a res- maybe if we're lucky, we'll have a re- resolution in the next two weeks. Will we be playing January 1st? Will we be playing January let's put it this way. Do we play do we start January 1st? Do we start as late as February 1st or do we not play at all? Give me a percentage of each happen.
1: I think we're gonna play. Like, uh, okay. like, I'm gonna say, I, I'm gonna split the baby. I'm gonna say January 15th. Okay. I don't think they want to wait to February. If they wait to February, there's very little runway if things go wrong. Yeah. So I'm, I, I think, put it this way, I, I think they want to play January 1st. I just don't think they know if they're gonna be able to play January 1st. So I'll go with the fifteenth. Just
0: to well, be safe. the other thing the fifteenth does is it allows guys like you know Doc and Cousins who would be potentially available uh, to play for Canada, maybe Broberg for Sweden, and they can La, go right from the right, right from the World Juniors into their NHL camps a weekend. So that's yeah. that would be quite beneficial for the World Juniors. Elliot, love it. Thanks for your time. Great to chat with you, Bob. I missed you. I miss you, too, man. It was a tough two weeks without you on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> that is Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Four. our friends at the River Cree Resort and Casino, it is 1253 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now.
1: Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. It
0: is... It is 1255 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you in Oilers Now. We'll tell you that Roos Chris Steakhouse is the greatest steak you've ever had. It's Edmonton-owned and operated, and it's open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. You can head down to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, Taylor, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers Now sent you. We are going to go into the Oilers prospect report for James H. Brown, personal injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the group but James
2: H. Brown, they want you to stay safe and stay positive. Here's Brendan. All right, well, through three appearances with Grassers of the Austrian ICEHL 2018, second-rounder Olivier Rodrigue has a 1.99 goals against average, a 9.43 save percentage. Um, all three goalies there are splitting starts, so in nine games, each member of the team has made three starts. Rodrigue is uh, teammates there with uh, Red Wings first-rounder Michael Rasmussen and former Spruce Grove Saints captain Parker K as well, a couple fun side notes, Uh, Ilya Konovalov 4-3-1 through his eight appearances in the KHL with Lokomotiv Yaroslavl. Uh, he is splitting time with Eddie Pasquale as we've mentioned was Pasquale an oiler for like you know, all of five minutes in some sort of a trade circumstance a few years back, I believe he was
0: Maybe maybe he was. I'm not sure. I, I just remember he was always in Penticton with uh, the Winnipeg Jets.
2: Uh, so he was a Jets, yeah, a Jets entity at some point. Um, Konovalov, good numbers there: 2.03 goals against average, a 933 save percentage. But Pasquale lights out: 1.14 GAA and a 954 uh, save percentage. So Konovalov uh, has been in tight to get action in recent weeks. All right, there you have it. That is uh, for our friends at James
0: H. Brown, injury lawyers, the Oilers Prospect Report. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. You can text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Flores text line, and this text comes in out of Calgary. Hey, Bob, through the next negotiations with the Players Association, will there be a cause, uh, a clause in it that if the uh, pandemic happens like this, special consideration to the wages would kick in. Example, players only get 50% of their wages and the rest backdated once the the pandemic is over. Well, it's sort of already occurred. 20% escrow, which in some years it's been as high as 20%. Uh and then a 10% deferral. And I, I think most of you would probably understand the perspective that the players should be paid pro-rated based on games per play. Now, if you're an NHL agent, you might not think that. It'll be interesting to wait and see. Uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, don't see the NHL starting before February 1st. The country is close to being shut down again. Toronto and Winnipeg virtually shut down. Now that one comes to us from Don. Well, and again, I think we're heading uh, down a... Uh, further uh, path here and I know what came out yesterday And I well, I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. Bob, the season ending uh, July 15th, question mark, NBC has TV rights for the playoffs of the Tokyo Olympics I don't think they want their viewership crossing over, uh, that's right, July 15th would be uh, when it would be over the Olympics start theoretically on July 23rd uh, this text comes in from JR, better bet Bob NHL start dates are the presidential results <laughs> I don't know. You want me to put a call in or uh, Giuliani and see what he has to say and <laughs> see if we can get one of winners now? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh- some interesting stuff there, to say the least. Oh, what a mess. It is 1258 in Edmonton. Hey, COVID's been a challenge, and it's affected everything. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. John Shannon with some more insight, our NHL Insider, on Oilers Now about uh, maybe potentially what went on behind the scenes yesterday uh, with the Board of Governors meetings and the NHLPA meetings. This is Oilers Now.